On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by Ascension Via Christi, Donlinger Construction, Mel Hambledon Ford, Eck Agency, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, Big Corner Creative, Pepsi, and by I Cryo Recovery and Wellness. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Cripps. We are talking tennis here as we get started. More spring sports coverage here on the JetCast with Shella Augsburger, the director of tennis, episode 88 of the show as the Jet men just underway in their spring uh, spring part of their schedule. The women are still yet to get started. They're actually starting today as you are watching or listening to this program. They have got Pratt today this afternoon hosting them here in Wichita, and then they're going on the road to take on Drury on Saturday and Drury. Uh, Director of Tennis, Coach Augsburger, is here to talk to us all about it. Coach, always a delight to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Well, obviously, the men getting started with a couple of losses, you know, just kind of tune-ups against Midwestern State and uh, Metro State in Denver. So we'll start with them since they've already got some results here to look back on. Uh, Obviously, you know, you can go back to the fall if you want as well. But what are your thoughts on on the men here as we get started in the, you know, the really the meaty part of your schedule here in the spring, the the, the matches and the points that that really really, really matter? Well, um, starting out the way we did was with a tough team right away. I, the guys told me in the fall that they wanted to have a tough schedule because they didn't want to play any easy matches, which I understand because then you think you're a lot better than you are if you can sure. beat teams. I said, well, then, you know, you've got to be okay with the win-losses because that's sometimes the record is what they dwell on. But then you know, I said, you can't have it both ways unless you work hard. So they, they said that's what they wanted. So we started out with Midwestern, and we played them really tough. I was really excited because it was, whoa, we could be really good. We okay. just we tweak a few things and um, stay healthy. That's the key. Um, we, we, we could be pretty good. And then um, I thought we, played, we we very easily could have beaten them. It was really close on all the courts. Um, we had um, one of our number one doubles players got injured in the middle of the match. They were up on court one. We won on court two, and we lost in a 7-5 set on court three. And so we could have taken that point, and then I had to pull him out. And then the way it works, whereas you have to pull somebody out of singles, you have to push everybody up a court. Sure. So four of the guys had to play a step higher than they would have been. Um, so I don't know what would have happened. You guys are playing single set best of three yes best of three is what you're playing yes okay so there is some time to try to make adjustments Mm -hmm. in a match it's not like you know you're just playing like in uh, i don't know what that would be like probably high school where you're just playing one set and that's it or maybe they play supersets sometimes they play that they game pro set yeah Yeah. depending on how what what state you're in probably Mm -hmm. um did that carry over against msu denver um we we played really well in doubles but we didn't play as well in singles. I, I we only had three courts, so we were play, put we put three doubles on. Then we had to put three one, two, and three singles. Then we had to put four, five, and six. And by the time some of those guys got on at four, five, and six, I mean they'd been sitting there for almost three hours. Sure. And it was getting to be midnight at night, and it was just a long day. Um, sure. I think um, we we lost a couple close matches on one, two, and three close doubles matches, and so I I, I don't know that the. Um, 
Obviously they not were ready. A, yeah, they were ready. A, I think they were tired. I, I mean, I'm not making excuses for them because Metro's really good. Sure. Um, they have a couple of really good players at one and two. Um, but I thought we we hung with them. We just didn't play as well at the bottom. But, you know, we'll see. Plenty um, of I think they have. I think they're talented enough that they can beat those teams. It's just staying healthy and seeing yeah. if we can get it done. Well, plenty of tennis talk on the show today. We'll be joined by Ali Munir out of Cairo, Egypt. He's a sophomore on this Newman team. He's coming up next. And then we'll also get you set for homecoming tonight as the Jets are in action tonight at Fugate Gymnasium. Homecoming is here against Northeastern State. Big games for both the men and the women. The women in control of their own playoff destiny with four wins. They will be into the MIAA tournament. The men need to win out and get some help. So they are massive games tonight for homecoming it's a 5:30 doubleheader you can watch those games on the newman jets audio network listen at newmanjets.com slash listen so we'll get you primed for that we'll pregame with uh latique murphy here coming up in a little bit on episode 88 of the Jetcast. Uh, haven't mentioned the ladies yet they did not have a little you know i guess a, a start me schedule to begin uh, the second semester here so they are yet to get going uh, talk to us about their fall semester how did they play in the first half of their schedule and how excited are you to get them started here this weekend i'm really excited about the girls we have we're solid all the way down um we've got 11 players and they're all solid i mean they could play i could switch them around pretty much any spot wow that's probably not a lot of program <laughs> no that's fine that's probably not a lot of programs and i know that in the past you haven't felt like you've had like the depth has not necessarily been that big of a strength for you, but I know that you're obviously excited that this year, you know, is going to have maybe the opportunity to have a lot more depth from from one to eleven. Well, I brought in three three new players in the, in January, which usually I don't do, but some of the the countries they graduate in December. Yeah, you mentioned that. Um, so so we brought three new, and they were both stronger than I thought they were. So um, that helped, and then Anna who took a semester off she came back too and she hasn't lost she hasn't lost any strides it looks like she practiced the whole time she was off so um, adding those three into the lineup is really going to help because we were pretty solid before and adding those three in so I'm going to have a difficult decision deciding who will play because usually it's like okay I only have six or seven and you guys are the ones playing but now I'm going to have to make decisions. So well, what how, we're going to do. how important will it be for the team to have chemistry? Because obviously, you know, in the collegiate ranks, you're kind of forcing a team aspect onto a sport that is naturally designed to be all about me, 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 or, you know, I guess there's, there's always doubles. So there's a team aspect <laughs> there, but um, you know, everybody's kind of be kind of got to be pulling in some certain aspects. You certainly want that competition so that you, everybody brings out the best in each other. Um, but, you know, once you're on the court, you want the team to be kind of pulling for each other, pulling the same direction so that, you know, Newman can, can reap the benefit as a team in, in some of these MIAA matches. Yeah, it, I mean, it's hard, especially when you have new people come in in the middle of the year because they don't have that fall. Usually the fall is when they get adjusted and learn how to play and get used to everybody. Um, I think with social media, they've all been talking sure. all through the fall anyway. So a lot of them felt like they knew the girls before they even got here. Um, yeah, it's a, it's difficult, but I, I've been doing it for a while. So I, sure. I feel like what I do works. Um, and if it doesn't work, then we have to make some other decisions. But um, I, I think the girls, I have a lot of juniors and seniors this year. So 
we have good leadership on the team and, and they're willing to go out on a limb to make sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Ali Munir is going to be our guest here on the show coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, what are your thoughts on Ali and what he's going to bring to the table? Oh, he, he worked hard over break. Um, uh, over the summer, he worked hard because he had gotten hurt. Um, so his what he was trying to figure out was what to do. Um, so he decided to go to a one-handed backhand, which in the middle of a college career, I don't know that's it's the wisest choice, but he worked his butt off to, to get it done, and he came back. And the fall was a little iffy, but um, he's, last weekend he played really well. And he's just more of his, his, his confidence, which is typical of you know freshmen coming in because um, they're good coming in as you know seniors in high schools. That's how they can play college tennis. Sure. And then they get here and they're like up against seniors from – you know, somewhere else in the world who right. is better. And they're, sometimes their egos are a little hurt when they first start. But as long as they're coachable and they're listen, we can get them to where they need to be. And he's been really working on not changing his mind and having confidence that he's been doing this for all his life, that he can play at that level and he doesn't have to second guess what he's doing. He just has to stay with what he knows and what he's trained to do. And then he's, he's going to be fine. He's going to be amazing. He's going to be really good. Well, I know that, you know, the, the one-handed backhand, typically it, it's seen as a much higher risk but a much higher reward shot. Mm-hmm. There have been guys who have had, which always has interested me because it seems like you would generate more power with two hands, but for whatever reason doesn't, you know, with the torque, it doesn't necessarily work that way, although uh, Del Potro had a heck of a, he mm-hmm. generates some power off that two-handed backhand. But when you make coaching somebody through a switch like that because, you know, you have a program and a system that you feel is going to be the best, but it's not the best for every single player. Right. So how do you have to take what your system is and what you believe in? Because I know that you don't necessarily try to recruit players that fit your system. Right. You're trying to recruit players that fit, you know, the kind of attitude and the mental aspect of an approach to the game that you want. So how do you help players that are pl- trying to play in a way that is not necessarily how you naturally want to coach players? Well, that's the way they all are. I mean, you know, because I've, I've never been anywhere besides the United States except maybe, you know, places that are close to the United States. So one of the hardest things that I've learned is that you have to figure out individually what motivates them, how to coach them, how to, how to get them going and how to make them better, but you can't change everything. Then it falls apart. And so I've learned not to change things unless it makes it better. And then I don't do big changes until the summer. Sure. Um, But it, it, you're you're basically coaching 24 individual people, like individual, different styles, well, everything. Well, especially you because you've got the men and the mm-hmm. women because you're the whole director of tennis. <laughs> so we want to get to that. Give us a couple other guys who you feel like are going to be point scorers, win some matches for you here this spring, and then a couple of ladies who you think are going to win some matches and be those that kind of leader on, on the women's side. Well, Pedro, he's, he's a senior on the men's side. He's... He has become so coachable, and he's listening, and he's changing. Well, he's added things into his game, not really changed. And he, the last weekend, he was starting to apply them, and I think he saw the results. And so I think he's starting to really take off. He should be in the one, two, or three spot most of the year. Um, Ollie will be in the one, two, or three spot. Our new um, player, Isfin, who transferred, um, he he's amazing in doubles. He's working on his singles. He's learning to have a power game instead of just, you know, his clay court um, stuff. He had good results where he was before. um, So we'll see where where he goes and where he ends up playing. But those three, um, and then everybody's pretty solid. Gustavo 
he's still been playing sure. pretty good, but he's had some shin splint issues. So we're, we're trying to get him healthy. You mentioned got to be able to stay healthy. Yes. And I know that you talked about, you know, the women who are going to be very strong, stronger than normal for you from top to bottom. So in terms of trying to pick, who do you think those top three are going to be in and how, what kind of selectors will you be looking at to say, okay, I've got five or six that I feel pretty good that can play number one, two, and three, but but these are the three that I'm going to go with. What's going to make that selection for you, and who it, do you think they'll be? Well, Dana, I mean, she played one for us last year, but she was a freshman. So I, the reason I left her there was because I needed her to figure to, to see what she needed to do. She was already good, but she needed to be a little more powerful and a little more aggressive in her footwork and her speed going side to side and into the net. Um, I think think she got a little frustrated, but she now has figured out. So I think she'll probably be in that one-two spot um, most of the year. Sure. She, she's she's improved in her attitude. But those top two spots are so tough because the the level is really fast, and you have to be mentally strong to deal with it. I mean, because all of them could play there, but who's mentally tough? That's what we need. And it's the same thing in doubles. Um, Antonia, she's gotten stronger. She's, you know, she's going to be higher up in the lineup. Amber, um, Isabella, my senior, she's amazing doubles player. Like I said, Anna has come back, and I don't think she's lost a step. Okay. So, um, I mean, they're going to be fighting, and it's going to be kind of fun. Sure. Um, I don't know if I want a bunch of girls fighting for spots, but um, I think they're going to have fun, you know, as long as they get it that everybody's probably going to play, and I'm going to switch about depending, you know, on who's who's having a good week. Well, yeah. this is not necessarily a tennis question, but if you've ever been to any of our events, if you come to the gym during Christmas break, if you were at the Hall of Fame banquet, uh, there's all these decorations that are put oh. up for all these <laughs> events. And uh, the one who's in charge of all that, uh, you're not the director of decorations, <laughs> but it seems like you probably could be or should be. Um, and you do that even though you were out of town. You couldn't even come and you know, people were <laughs> we commenting, were but you were gone, yeah. you know, cause you, you know, if the tennis team is playing then you've got to be there with the tennis team. Um, but you were able to get all that set up and, and you put a lot of extra time in to make everything look great here at Newman. Oh, well, thank you. It's fun. Yeah. Sometimes it, it's not convenient sure. to do it. Um, we had to stay a long time Thursday night and then get up and go on right. Friday. But a couple of the guys from the basketball yep. game came over and helped. So that was really nice. Kurt and then and Tim, my, I believe. Yeah. Kurt and Tim came over and then the girls, since they weren't playing, I put them in charge of going and finishing in the sure. morning. So, so it's it's all a team effort. It is you know? a team effort. Well, they did a good job. You've got a Pratt again. If you're watching this live uh, or listening to it today, they're going to be in action today uh, after this posts against Pratt this afternoon. Uh, but then the one I really want to ask you about is Drury coming up on Saturday. Mm-hmm. A big program from the GLVC, and you mentioned how uh, the guys, at least, I don't know, maybe the girls uh, didn't ask for this, but um, you said. <laughs> The guys said, hey, we need to play playing tough teams and we want to see where we are. And I, I know from talking to you in the past because you've played these, this Drury bunch before mm-hmm. on the men's and women's side. And I know that they typically are not uh, some also ran program. So I, uh, I imagine this is going to be another measuring stick for both the men and the women this weekend. Talk about that kind of challenge taking on the Panthers. Um, they're always tough. Their men are always tough. Their women, same thing, usually one or two in their conference in the region. So that that that's going to be a test for us. But I think it helped the boys playing those two teams this past weekend. So it's not going to be a shock for them. Sure. Uh, the girls, 
I, I think we're going to be okay. We're usually we play them tough every year, and I think we're stronger. I haven't seen what they have for this year, so I mean, I just assume they're going to be good. But okay. I think we are too. Um, we're just going to go after it, and it'll be a good test for the girls. Uh, we play Maryville on sun, Sunday now. Okay. That's been changed, but okay, so um, Maryville. They're always tough, too. So it's, it's going to be a hard weekend. But, I mean, it's kind of fun, and I'm glad that they want the challenge. Sure. Because it's – I mean, the lower-level players don't get to play as much when we don't play easier teams. But I, I, it's kind of fun for me to see. And then we'll be able to judge it a little bit more how they improve. So we're so going to be able ready. to – Yeah, we're going to find some things out about the Navy mm-hmm. and Red this weekend. Once again, they're in action against Pratt today, Drury on Saturday, Maryville on Sunday – Shella Augsburger, Director of Tennis for the Newman Jets. Thanks so much for being on the show, Coach. Thanks Appreciate for having it. me. Ali Munir off the men's team, sophomore from Egypt, joins us next on the JetCast. Let's face it, it's been a while since you updated your kitchen and bathroom. And while they fit your style when your house was built, styles change. Or maybe the space just isn't fitting your current needs. That's where Keystone Solid Surfaces comes in. Keystone is the premier fabricator and installer of quartz, granite, and solid surfaces in Kansas. And with their huge brand new showroom at 1655 North Wabash in Wichita, providing the perfect inspiration, the possibilities are truly endless. That's why when it's time for an upgrade, the key is Keystone. KeystoneSolidSurfaces.com or find great specials on Facebook. Facebook. Let's face it, it's been a while since you updated your kitchen and bathroom. And while they fit your style when your house was built, styles change. Or maybe the space just isn't fitting your current needs. That's where Keystone Solid Surfaces comes in. Keystone is the premier fabricator and installer of quartz, granite, and solid surfaces in Kansas. And with their huge brand new showroom at 1655 North Wabash in Wichita, providing the perfect inspiration, the possibilities are truly endless. That's why when it's time for an upgrade, the key is Keystone. KeystoneSolidSurfaces.com or find great specials on Facebook book. Newman Jets tennis getting back into action here in the spring semester. Not quite spring on the calendar yet, but the Jets are back in action, finally getting around to things this week. Uh, They will be in action today against Pratt as you are viewing this, and then they will be out on the weekend at Drury on Saturday. Ali Munir, a sophomore on the men's team from Cairo, Egypt, joins us here on the show. Ali, thanks so much for being on the show. Really appreciate you, you being here. Thank you. Appreciate it, too. Well, uh, how excited. You guys are one of the few sports that have a real big break. You have a lot of fall action, but then you take a couple months off, come back for the spring. And so you have a a long pause in the middle of your season. Uh, How excited are you to finally get back and and get going here on the uh, spring part of your schedule? I mean, um, we're all super excited. Um, I'm really excited because that break, I mean, I got to go back home, practice for what I need to do. Because the fall semester is all like individual tournaments for everyone. So everyone has to like play and work on what they need over the break. So we're all prepared for the season, hopefully. And I hope hope we do good this week. So obviously, you know, when you are going through the fall, it's more of a tune-up. The results aren't as important in the fall as they are in the spring. But how were your results in the fall? And, and how do you feel like you were playing going into the winter break? Um, the, the results in general in the fall is more for like uh, for you personally. Sure. So like it's gonna help you personally, not the team. Uh, for me, my results, um, I expected better over the fall. Um, I mean, just just tried my best and uh, whatever I had to work on, 
I, I worked on. Well, let's get into that then. Based on how you played in the fall, what do you feel like is an element of your game that you came out of the fall part of your schedule saying, all right, this is something I feel like I can rely on. This is something that I feel confident in, and, and I, I, this is going to be there for me when we come back in the spring. I mean, uh, over the fall, I realized that I need to be more confident in my game, um, know that I'm I'm a good player and not just like, for example, playing in practice good and then playing batting games that's all something mentally it's all about being mentally stable and mentally strong and positive because if this game is just a mental sport so it is a little bit interesting because you guys are out there you're on your own and if i'm not mistaken um in the ncaa you can't get coaching coaching on court is not a thing yet is, is it in okay so it's a little bit different than the pros obviously there some of that is working down into some of those challenger events some of those masters events and on the wta some of those outside events where coaching is being allowed unlike in the majors where you're still kind of on an island but you know how important is it to have have, even though you do have that coach that you can go to, you know, at a changeover to, to get some ideas from. But, you know, once you're out there and, the, and you're in, you know, a game or in a two game little set before the changeover, um, you know, you're kind of out there on your own and you have to make Basically. adjustments on, on the fly. Yeah. So, I mean, it depends on how you start the match and uh, throughout the first set. Uh, the first couple of games, you're like still feeling the ball, seeing how how the match is going, how your opponent plays, his weaknesses, his like strengths, all this. Um, after the first set, um, you win or lose, you always think if you win, then you're just going to continue what you're doing. Uh, if you lose, then you're going to have to think once and twice sure. about what you're doing and what you can change and what you, what you need to do. And, and then just try to do it in the second set. I mean, you have nothing to lose after that. In, in terms of things in the first part of the schedule in the fall, early this season, what are some things that you're thinking that you went into Christmas break thinking, you know what, this is something that I need to work on here over, I've got a couple of months, I need to shore this up so that it's not as big of a deficiency, or maybe I can even turn it into a strength when we get back for the spring semester. I mean, for me, because last year um, I got injured last season, uh, in my left wrist, I used to play two-handed backhands. Okay. So I got injured in my left wrist for like six months uh, without using it. And so I had to like find a solution. So I switched to a one-handed backhand, which was a huge step. And it was a huge risk. Um, but I mean, fine. right now it's working. Like over the summer, I've been working on it. Like I was just focused on it. Uh, that was the main thing. And then I'm still working on it until now. So I'm assuming uh, with the left wrist being the one that's injured, going to a one-hander, right-handed player, uh, yeah. you do have a couple. I mean, there are some big right-handed men's backhands that you could draw upon for inspiration. Stan Vavrinka has a massive one-handed backhand course, on, on, on the men's. Yeah, Federer when he was playing as well. So there's definitely some guys that you could pattern your game off. Anybody in the men's game currently or maybe in the past that you thought, you know what, that's the guy that I want to play like? In terms of style, I mean, everybody wants to be, you know, if everybody could be Federer or Nadal or, or Djokovic, I mean, everybody. I mean, would my them. favorite player is Nadal. Sure. Uh, but right now, he's not in his prime anymore. No. <laughs> he's older now, so. But back in the day, he was like, he was just a grinder, fighter. Like, he was just insane. Right now, I mean, Novak Djokovic is like insane, even though he's also like, he's just two years younger than Nadal, but he's still physically, he's just insane. 
Um, those three guys have done at this era of tennis is uh, yeah, and Adolf Federer, Djokovic. <laughs> those those guys are pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, you said that you were able to go home to Cairo over the holiday here. Uh, how I'm assuming that's not the easiest flight, not the easiest place to get back. There's a lot of ocean in between here and Cairo. Uh, how often are you able to get back, and how nice was it to get back to see some family and friends? Um, I go back every break. Uh, okay. To see my family and friends and all them. Um, Even spring break? Yeah. No, not the spring break. Because, okay. like, for example, this year we have games during the oh, spring sure. break. Oh, sure. Of course. And, I mean, for me, it takes me one whole day to travel. So, <laughs> yeah. over the spring break, it's just I'm going to go back for three, four days and then come back here. Sure. Not really worth it. Yeah, no, I, that's very understandable. Yeah. It, when you played, I'm assuming you picked up the game and played as a youngster there in Cairo. Yes. What's the style of tennis? And I know that from talking, because Coach Augsburger recruits a lot of international students to come here, you know, there are a lot of countries where it's an adjustment for you guys because you're playing on hard courts, maybe mm -hmm. predominantly hard courts for the first time when you get to America, because there's a lot of places, you know, and obviously in in uh, United Kingdom, they're playing a bunch on grass, and yeah. there's a lot of clay courts elsewhere in the world. What's the tennis style like in Cairo, and what's the surface like? Um, so in Cairo, it's mainly clay, okay. mainly clay courts. Uh, recently, a couple of years ago, we started putting hard courts um, I think the best hard courts right now are in the in the academy that that I was okay. started practicing in since I was uh, since I was a young player. So um, we started playing hard courts like maybe like six months before coming here. Uh, but I mean, uh, for me, I used to travel a lot too for like tournaments, international tournaments, even when I was younger. So I was kind of in the mixture between clay hard courts. So I was kind of already okay. used to it a bit. But my my the game style didn't change, and that was the main struggle when I came here. How do you – I mean, most players have a preference. Now, obviously, those three guys, if you're going to be uh, – if you're going to play on clay courts predominantly, then, you know, obviously it's pretty natural to say, well, yeah, I want to play like Nadal because he's exactly. the greatest on clay courts exactly. ever. But, you know, he's shown that he can win on the other surfaces. The other guys we talked about can win on the other surfaces. Uh, how has that transition gone to playing more on hard courts? And I know that there were some guys who have come over and said, you know, I've only played on clay, but, man, I really love playing on hard courts it really fits my game better what kind of surface fits your game better and have you had to adapt your game to play on hard courts so i'm basically i'm a defender i'm I like that's that's what i'm good at that would seem to favor a clay court exactly style. just stand a couple of feet behind the baseline and just running side to side front back or just running like the whole time um when i came here I realized that no that's not gonna work on <laughs> that's hard gonna course. be a harder it's not gonna work uh the the ball is much faster i'm not even gonna have time to like move from here to there um so i had to adjust had to move closer to the baseline and be more aggressive and uh control the point i know that you know from watching tennis over the years one of the big problems that Americans have had when they go to play hard courts or clay courts is that you know, you have to slide around in order to get the, the most out of your, your movement on clay is you slide into shots. Novak Djokovic has figured out a way to slide on the hard courts. Is that something that you have tried, sliding on the hard court? Well, I'm actually good at sliding on hard courts. Really? Like, okay. I, like Sometimes my teammates are like, how are you sliding that much? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I just slide like I'm sliding on clay and just – 
Just do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Don't if, really think about it. I guess if you start on clay, it probably comes more natural yeah, than maybe exactly. to somebody else. Uh, last thing for you, you've got Pratt coming up today. As people are watching this, you'll be playing mm-hmm. Pratt this afternoon uh, as you are watching this here on, on the audio network and, and listening to it for in all the different places, watching it on Facebook or YouTube. Um, but I know that's going to be a big test coming up this weekend against Drury. So what do you want to see out of yourself on this Wednesday that's going to prepare you for playing the Panthers on Saturday? On Wednesday, I'm going to go in, uh, leave it all out there, uh, be positive like uh, like I've been working on like the past couple of weeks, uh, just staying positive, having confidence in myself, because if there's confidence, the tennis is going to be there. Sure. So that's the main thing I'm going to work on, uh, no matter the score, no matter the result. I don't care for me, the result right now, because the weekend game is much more important than the game against Pratt. Um, so we're just going to work on that against Pratt. And okay, to try to build into a good weekend for the yeah. Jets. Once again, they are going to be in action this afternoon as you are watching this against Pratt. That will be here in Wichita. The Jets are actually hosting Pratt. And then the Jets taking on Drury this weekend. Uh, haven't checked the weather forecast to see what that's like or uh, if it's indoors or not. But the Jets will be taking on Drury this weekend. Ali Munir, sophomore off the men's team from Cairo, Egypt. Best of luck to you this weekend against Drury. Thank you so much. When Thank we, you for having me. Absolutely. When we come back, we'll be joined by a junior college transfer off of the men's basketball team, getting you set for homecoming today. Latique Murphy joins us next on the JetCast. Hi, this is Joanna Pryor, Director of Athletics at Newman University. Follow the Jets all season long by downloading the free Newman Athletics app. Get live schedules, stats, rosters, and access to live play-by-play coverage on the Newman Jets Audio Network by downloading the Newman Athletics app today. Download the Newman Athletics app for free on Google Play or the App Store. And don't miss a single moment of Jet Power this season. Life. It throws you curves and it knocks you down. But what separates the good from the great is the getting back up. Newman University will always get back up. We are a university of doers, of innovators, of transformers. We inspire as we soar to new heights. We will not be beaten. We will not settle for anything less than the best. We are Newman University. The Newman men's basketball team is back in action for homecoming on Wednesday. We're down to the stretch run for the Jets, and it's pretty much a must-win situation as they try to make a late-season push to the MIAA tournament in Kansas City. A big guy is going to be a big part of that push if the Jets can make it. It's Latique Murphy, a junior guard out of Berlin, Illinois, averaging 14 points per game. He is second on the team in scoring, and 38% he is shooting from outside the arc. He is leading the team in that category. We are joined here by Latique Murphy. Latique, thanks so much for being on the show, man. Appreciate it very much. No problem, no problem. Well, first of all, going back to last week, I know that you guys were disappointed with the effort against uh, Washburn on Wednesday. How important was it to come out with a better showing against Emporia State? And while I know you guys didn't get the win, um, it definitely seemed like the effort level was much better on Saturday. Yeah. Um, Well, I believe that if we keep just giving our full effort and – keep playing hard as coach tell us to do I feel like we can be um going to the MIAA tournament with no problem but it's still some 
things that we got to do to work on. So we just got to stay consistent and keep executing. What do you think is the number one thing that the team has to work on as a unit to get to where you guys want to be here in the next couple of weeks? Um, just being together. Um, not one man can just do it all. So we all just got to play together as a team and just stay consistent. You had scored in double figures six straight games until Emporia State. So you've really been clicking here the second half of the season. What's allowed you to have the kind of success offensively that you've been having? Um, Coach Allen, uh, he just kept motivating me. And, well, not just Coach Allen, but, like, Coach um, Mack, um, the other assistant coaches, they always keep telling me to um, shoot the ball a lot and just always believing in me. You have had, at least statistically, and I've noticed too, it seems like you've had a lot more activity at the free throw line. Now, you love that mid-range jumper. What I'm talking about is actually getting to the foul stripe, shooting free throws. How much have you worked on that, trying to get yourself to the free throw line? Because you're a pretty good free throw shooter. Yeah. Um, I know teams, when they scout, they're going to try to be real physical with me. So I just try to do as much as I can as the ref can see. Like, I try to go into their body and try to sure. go to the free throw line more. What, what's your – do you have a player that kind of you model your game after? What's – you know, I don't know if it's an old school guy, a new school guy, but who, who's a player that you're like, man, that's, that's who I want to play like? Um, can, I, can I name multiple players? You can or? name as many as you want. Uh, well, my favorite player is LeBron. I look, I look uh, for LeBron, like, as leadership because he's a good leader. So sure. I, yeah. So I looked at, like, at those characteristics – um, Kobe, his mentality, um, and Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson, yes, sure. Yes. The uh, I was wondering, have you ever seen a guy by the name of Larry Bird play? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> one, one thing that I notice about you, and it's very out of style right now, but going to that mid-range jump shot, 15 feet, the sabermetrics guys hate it because they say you need you have to shoot threes or layups, but yeah. you love that mid-range jumper and you shoot it at a very good percentage. Yeah. You know where in your game did you develop that mid-range jump shot? Um, I developed it in high school. Um, I I usually did it because my high school coach t always told me like I could get to the spot because he said I make more mid-range shots than I did threes, but I feel like it's kind of even. It's just my like percentage and stuff. But, like, yeah, I've always been shooting this since um, high school. So. Well, it's definitely a big part of your game. And, yeah. obviously, I mean, it, you know, maybe you weren't shooting as well from the three-point line then. But uh, you're certainly shooting a very good percentage from the three-point line now at 39%. How much, you know, what do you attribute your improvement at the three-point line at from high school now to, to college? Um, just consistently shooting every night. Getting, like, 200 shots a night, um, 100 it's going to work out. Kind of, It's hard to get better if you don't shoot, isn't it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you have been, you know, in terms of, you know, on this team, there's been a lot that you guys have had to go through this year. A lot of it has been in injuries. A lot of it has been off the court, you know, that you guys have not really had any control on. How, you know, what has this team done to come together through adversity? And who are the guys on the team that show leadership through the tough times this year for you guys? Um, Chuka. Chuka helped us out. Um, when Chuka went down, that, that really hurt us. Um, it was really hard to bounce back from that. It was just crazy to see. But Chuka, um, Stevie Strong, he's been he's been good, um, the point guard. Um, Sam, he's been good defensively and just being an all-around player. But really, it's just everybody on the team had a part, yeah. really. Well, going back to, to Chuka Mecham, because it's not something that we've talked about a lot. People obviously saw it on the video. They know that he's not been around and, you know, broke the news to them that he's retiring from basketball um, because of his health conditions. You know, 
what was going through your guys' minds when you saw that happening? You know, you've got your guy down there, and obviously completely stressful situation for everybody involved. And then, you know, talk about the feeling that you get when he comes out. I know that it's going to be his last game, and yeah. it would have been great for him to, you know, come back and score, you know, 30 points, do whatever. But, yeah. you know, he was on a pitch clock a little bit. But, you know, being able to see him come back after that and play a game and, and be with you guys still, I mean, I know it's not the outcome that Chuka wanted. He wanted to get out there and, and, and be able to play with you guys like, yeah. like you know, that like we know that he can. But, <laughs> um, I mean, you know, there were – there's a lot of different ways that that could have gone. And I think that the way that it ended up, obviously, you know, there are a, it could have ended much, much differently and a lot sadder. So how thankful – you know, just kind of talk about that whole situation and seeing Chuka able to come back. Well, the first – can can I say how I felt when the first time Absolutely. I seen it? Absolutely. Um, well, when the first time I seen it, I was like, I, like we didn't want to play anymore when we seen him like go down like that. We was like, man, like. But then I thought about the bigger picture of what he would want us to do for him. So I I think that game we ended up winning for him. That was yeah. the last second shot by Stevie yeah. to beat York, yeah. and that is interesting because we saw the injury in the NFL, mm-hmm. and they decided, you know, well, we're not going to play the game. And I thought well, it's very interesting that you guys decided who was that your decision? Was that who? it was? It was everybody's decision. We just we just you made guys, it. the coaching mm-hmm. staff, yeah. yeah. And what was what was the tipping point that said, you know what, you know, this is going to be tough either way, but we want to finish this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we really we really just all came together. Coach asked us. He was like, is y'all okay to go? He was like, it's understandable if you don't want to go anymore. And we all just looked at each other. You know, everybody was crying and in their emotions. And, and we was just like – Understandably like, so. Yeah. We was, we was just like, we're going to do it for our brother, Tuka. And we, we end up getting it. We end up getting a W for him. Absolutely incredible game. And then, you know, what was it like to be able to see him out there and, and warming up and, and get in the game? I mean, what a what a special moment for him. Yeah, no, it, it felt good when, it he, did. when he came back. <laughs> I wanted him to keep playing more, but he was on minutes restriction. And I was like, man, we, we need a chook out there. Yeah, it would have been, you know, it would have been interesting in an alternate universe to see if that doesn't happen, how this season plays out yeah, for you guys. But, yeah. you know, that's – that unfortunately, that's that's the way that life works. Yes, what 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 has been your transition like from you know a guy at New, New Mexico Military Academy and then transferring into a to an NCAA Division two program and playing MIAA competition? Um, it's very different because I came uh, New Mexico Military. It's it's a um, JUCO like a community college two yeah. year. So like four year is more organized and okay. yeah more system. So um, really. Um, I just been staying mentally strong for real. It's just it's been hard. It's been hard. Sure, it's been hard. Well, I, I hear the horn. I think you got to get out, get out there. So I'm gonna make this your last question. Yes, sir. Uh, obviously, all the games are important right now in terms of postseason contention. You're gonna need a little help from some other teams, but yes, at the end of the day, there's only one thing that you guys can control, and that's the game that you're playing in. So how do you come out with your best performance? And it's gonna be a big atmosphere, homecoming. Mm-hmm. So it's a big day for the entire campus. Yeah. How do you guys come out with your best effort on Wednesday? Um, um, playing hard, just just play hard and giving an effort on the defensive end. Um, that's that's all really. Just just playing hard. No, the only thing we can do is play hard. We can control that. So we just got to play hard. It's a five thirty doubleheader on Wednesday. 
homecoming, Newman versus Northeastern State. So we'll hope to see you out there. Of course, you can listen to the game on the Newman Jets Audio Network. That will be tonight as you are watching this because we're posting this in the afternoon. So it is tonight. So we'll see you hopefully in a few hours. If not, watch the game on the MIAA Network, themiaanetwork.com slash Newman, or listen on the Newman Jets Audio Network, newmanjets.com slash listen. This guy going to be a big part of the Jets' win tonight, I have a feeling. Latik Murphy, thanks so much, man. Appreciate you, it very much. We're going to let him run. He's got practice. Latik, thanks so much. And we will have another show. Yeah, go ahead and get going. I'll take care of the outro myself. He's got some stuff to get to today. We're going to be back with more JetCast action coming up next week. And so we will plan to see you then. Uh, and so until next week, of course, we've got more golf coming up, more bowling, and we'll get back to Diamond Sports as well. So until then, Blake Cripps and Wichita saying, go Jets.